at some point in their lives, each one of us requires mentoring, guidance, and counsel to get better clarity on our vision, passion, goals, and life in general. Dr. Jagasi. Hey, neighbor. Welcome back to the neighborhood. I'm Jay Murray, and you're listening to Happy Hill, the podcast, School of Leadership. Question. Have you ever felt you need to gain more clarity or focus to drive results or make a tough decision? You know, as a leader, gaining clarity has never been more important than now. So much things are competing for our attention. And if we're not careful with how we gain clarity, we can find ourselves spinning our wheels, going after this and that, whatever comes our way. So today we're going to discuss the law of clarity through the story of Samuel in the Bible. So relax and take notes. Class is now in session. Happy Hilda Podcast School of Leadership. To be a leader. Leadership is a practice. It's a discipline. Means to serve. It's truly progress over perfection. Leadership to me is being able to put those around you in position to be successful. I am a leader. In order to be a good leader. Leadership means to me helping others and motivating others to reach their goals. Honest. I am a leader. Resilient. Action. I am a leader. To inspire and guide the people. I am a leader. To be a great leader, you gotta be a great follower. Leadership is being an example. Leadership I am a leader. What's going on, family? Welcome back to the neighborhood. You are listening to Happy Hood, the podcast, School of Leadership. Here at Happy Hood, we believe in connecting, cultivating, and building a meaningful community that is centered around health, agape, power, institute. Happy Hood is a living state of mind. We blessed up and highly favored. What's going on, family? So glad you join us again for another edition of Happy Hood School of Business, School of Leadership. Wow. Maybe I'm, I'm speaking into existence. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Happy Hood, the podcast, School of Leadership. And um, again, I, I hope all is well. Hope you're strong. You're, you're, you're mental. You have a mental well-being, that your mental well-being is healthy, that you're feeling healthy, that you're going after your goal in an unstoppable manner. You know, finish what you start. We're almost at the end of 2021 and continue to push through, continue to push, push, push through um, towards your 2021 goals. Okay. So we're talking about another leadership quality in which I I think um, it's another one of those self leadership qualities um, when I think about it, but we're talking about clarity clarity and you know throughout this discussion i'm 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 gonna say clarity and focus but those gonna be kind of using interchangeably um but i'm pretty much saying the same thing kind of using them um synonymously but clarity is one of the critical elements qualities to gain as a leader 
you know, and one of the questions that we will can like I will use um, to help drive this conversation or this discussion, I should say, or this episode is how do we gain clarity or focus as a leader? How do we gain clarity? Because as I said, there's so many things that's competing for our attention. Um, there's so many things, especially when you think about social media. I mean, there's just so much stuff that's out there that can clog up our focus, that can take us off our focus, that can derail our plans, our focus, you know, and it's all because we're not practicing a way to gain clarity. You know, this is why so many of us, we can pretty, pretty much, we have that one friend, that one good family member, whatever the case may be, but every time you see them, there's something new. They're, they're, they like, they're new, they have new goals every, every time you see them. You know, one week they want to be a, 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 a scientist. The next week they want to go build homes in Africa, you know, and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's funny sometimes when I, when I think about it and I laugh about it, which they're, you know, my, my friends that don't have anything extravagant as debt, but at times there has been times where it's like, man, you, I, you know, you one week you're this and next week you're that. And again, I think it's all because that individual, even myself has, has, I have been, you know, one of those individuals or felt I have been one of those individuals because due to me having a lack of clarity, I was going different, any and everything that looked appealing, right? I looked like, oh, that seems to be right. But I didn't take time to get some clarity. You know, I had this thought, this thought process um, that has helped me to practice clarity as well as to execute towards my goals. And it, it goes like, like this. Discipline, purpose, clarity, focus execute and the reason why I, I thought about it in that way and again it has helped me is that one I need to be grounded in my discipline I think one of the biggest things that prevents us from reaching our full God-given potential is that we lack discipline whatever your, your discipline is and we're going to talk about that a little, little bit more further on in the episode but what's your discipline what is your practice and from that discipline you should be able to get a intent like you able, you should be able to have an intention a purpose of what you're looking to do or going after a purpose you know and once you are able to have a purpose i believe you need to take a moment to gain clarity on how to go after that purpose. For example, your purpose may be to open up a business. That's your purpose. Your purpose is to be a entrepreneur. However, have you ever took the time to gain clarity on what type of entrepreneur you should be or when it should occur or how it should occur? Clarity is really helps you to understand the direction and once you're able to have that clarity, for me, through my thought process, you're able to now to have a stream focus. 
I mean, you're able to be in a extreme posture of focus that helps you then to just pull the trigger, execute. There's nothing else to say. Now it's time to execute. It's time to execute. But this process of thinking helped me to have clarity. It helps me to have clarity. And when I think about the biggest, um, when I think about qualities of leadership and I think about the individuals that I have admired as leaders, they always had a, a level of clarity, especially in the way that they communicate. You know, there's one that there's, it's, it's so rewarding when you have a leader that's able to communicate a very clear direction because when you're able to do that it helps to it helps the team to execute at a higher degree it gives the team the ability and really the agility to change directions in a more efficient way it helps them to be confident and to have an overall satisfaction towards the work that they're doing because they understanding what is the most important work that needs to be done. And overall, it just helps the overall engagement. You know, as I was studying this and came across some, a couple studies um, from like HR data, it says that employees who experience Role clarity are 53 more efficient and 27 more effective at work than employees who have role ambiguity, which means that role ambiguity each week, each day, there's like there's a new target, you know, and each target is so unrelatable. You know, each target is so unrelatable. And when you have that type of ambiguity, you, you're going to definitely have disengagement. You're going to have people that's really just like the morale is going to be down, you know. But when you have, when you're in an environment where there's clear direction in where we're going, you have a sense of pride with the work that you're doing because now you've, you have, you're fully bought in and you understand where we're going, you know. And this doesn't just apply in corporate settings, I believe it also applies in our personal life when you have a vision, when you have a clear vision of what you're doing, as well as your marriage. You know, I just celebrated 14 years of marriage. That's it. And um, I think one of the most important thing I, I, I have done as a husband, and really just me and my wife agreeing, is that we was going to have a vision for our marriage, you know, and that was uh, recommended to us early on in our marriage. And our vision is it's simple, but it is to allow God to be the center of our love and aspirations. That's it. And through that vision, we're able to have a sense of clarity on the direction that we're going in together. So it allows us to remove what doesn't fit. 
what doesn't fit, right? And that's the power of having clarity because once you have clarity, you can have vision. And once we was able to get clarity on my role as a husband, her role as a wife, and our role together as a union, then we was able to really thrive as a couple and the vision helped us to be grounded, help us to give a, a clear instruction, a clear value of who we are. Right. So that's truly the power of clarity. And we're going to look at clarity through the story of Samuel. It was this is going to be truly just an early we're going to look at the early stages of Samuel. Um, Samuel was a prophet. Um, there's two books dedicated to him, Samuel one and Samuel two in the old Testament. And, you know, Samuel, just some context, Samuel was a prophet. He was a judge over Israel. He was also instrumental in establishing Israel's monarchy, Israel's kingdom. You know, at that time, Israel, the children of Israel, they was like, hey, God, hey, God, we want a king. We want a king. We want to be like some of the neighboring kingdoms, you know. And God being that, you know, compassionate um, God, he said, okay. And he used Samuel. He anointed Samuel to, one, anoint the king, appoint and anoint kings, and to really guide them. So Samuel was almost like a chief advisor um, in which I, I don't know the exact name, but the president have a chief advisor on his staff. That's essentially what Samuel was. He was a chief advisor to the kings of Israel, you know, and just even more fascinating about Samuel, as we'll learn early on as, as a child, is his mother, Hannah. She had difficulty um, having uh, a child and when she prayed to God, she prayed to God and God bless her um, to become pregnant and to have a child. And through that blessing, Hannah dedicated Samuel to God. You know, she really, um, I guess you can say, really gave Samuel back to God, you know, um, of what God had blessed her with. So she sent Samuel to the high priest Eli, and I'm getting, I'm paraphrasing, but you can read this in first Samuel and Samuel served at the tabernacle ministering to God with the priest Eli. He was a very faithful young servant who really, um, uh, had God's favor on him, you know? So that's just some brief context around Samuel but definitely read Samuel once, read Sam, Samuel two. We're going to be in Samuel three, chapter three. We're going to read pretty much 10, uh, 10, 11 verses, and then we'll discuss it, you know, using it as a backdrop. And again, the biggest question that I want you to kind of think through as we discuss this law of clarity is that as a leader, how do I gain clarity? Like, what are my steps to gain clarity? And and, and what I'm going to do, use this as a backdrop to really unwrap that, to really unwrap that, to give you some leadership tips. So we're going to read uh, Samuel 3, and I'm going to start with verse 1. We're going to read Samuel 3, we're going to start with verse 1. And the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare, and vision were scarce. 
Remember that. And at that time, Eli, whose eyesight had gone so dim that he could not see, was laying down in his room. Before the lamp of God had gone out, Samuel was laying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was located. Then the Lord called to Samuel and he answered, here I am. He ran to Eli and said, here I am, for you have called me. I did not call you, Eli replied. Go back and lay down. So he went and lay down. Once again, the Lord called Samuel. So Samuel got up, went to Eli and said, here I am, for you have called me. Now's the second time. My son, I did not call you, Eli replied. Go back and lie down. Now, Samuel did not yet know the Lord because the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. Remember that. That's verse seven. Now, moving on to verse eight. Once again, for the third time, the Lord called to Samuel. He got up, went to Eli and said, here I am, for you have called me. Then Eli realized that it was the Lord who was calling the boy. Go lie down, he said to Samuel. And if he calls you saying, if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lie down in his place. Then the Lord came stood there calling as before Samuel, Samuel and Samuel answered, speak for your servant is listening. And that's verse 10. Okay. So a couple of things, as I was reading this, that really, when you think about how as a leader, how do I gain clarity as a leader? Okay. And when you think about Samuel, Samuel's a young boy, but he is, developing as a leader he's he's in this leader development program you want to think about about in that perspective right and one of the things that that stood out is that one as he he's he's in this he's ministering to god one the word of the lord was rare it was scarce two samuel never heard the word of the lord so the word of the lord never spoke to samuel so you can think of that as very symbolic to being in a position where you have never been before. Being in a role that you have never experienced or have no experience. Being in a situation where you have no subject matter expertise to help you. You know, and you can see in those times why it's so important to have clarity. Either you're going after a new, a new endeavor, either you are experiencing some difficulty in your marriage, in your personal life. I think this is very, just as Samuel never heard the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord was very rare at that time. This is new territory for him, you know? And as we experience new territory, and you think, you think about now being in this post-pandemic, how things are evolving, that's why, again, it's so important for us to take time to gain clarity to take time to gain clarity. So we're going to pull out a couple things here 
that's going to help us answer the question, how do we gain clarity as a leader? Number one, I think the most important thing, and, and, and I kind of hint around this at the beginning, is our discipline. And that is, to me, is the practice of clarity. How do you practice clarity? And in Samuel's case, this is what he knew. I mean, his discipline, he's ministering to God in a tabernacle. Now, what that may have looked like, I'm not totally sure, but you can think of it maybe as him helping maybe the poor, praying for people. It could have been him serving, you know, whatever the case may be. This was his discipline. He had a, a type of discipline, either reading, uh, praying. That was his discipline, right? That was his discipline. And one of the biggest things we have to ask ourselves as uh, as leaders, what is my discipline? What is my practice? Because practice of clarity is being disciplined to your daily habits that birth positive actions towards reaching your daily goals. What are your daily habits? What are your daily, what, what are you, your daily habits that helps you birth positive actions? Or are you being disciplined to those daily routines, those daily habits? Are you creating from your discipline? Are you creating daily habits that birth positive actions towards reaching your goal. John C. Maxwell says it this this way. You never change your life until you change something you do daily. The secret of your success is found in your daily routine. When we think about as leaders reaching our full God-given potential, a lot of that is grounded in our practice, in our discipline. What is our, what, what is your, your discipline? Do you pray every day? Do you write down your thoughts? Do you exercise? Do you take a moment to meditate, you know, and being disciplined, even when you don't want to do it? That's, that's, that's a type of discipline behavior that I'm talking about. Even times when you don't want to do it, are you doing it? Because you know, that helps you build uh, um, positive habits that turns into positive actions that helps you to reach your goal. When I think about, again, my marriage, you know, one of the things that we have been very disciplined around is especially during, during the pandemic, that's when we really started, and that is praying every day. There's not, there's typically not a day that goes by that we are not praying together, me, me and my wife. And again, in that discipline, it helps us to set the tone. I know for, it help, helps us to set, set the tone for, for, for the day, helps me to set the tone for my day. And I know it helps to set the tone for my wife, for her, her day. We can come together, meditate, pray and encourage each other that helps. And it can be something as, as small as that. You know, we don't take an hour. No, it's about 10, I mean, 10 minutes, maybe three to four, four minutes to come together, pray before we actually start our, our, our day 
And that right there has helped us set that tone. Another discipline that has helped me recently is yoga. I do yoga every morning and that right there, even this morning, I even want to do it, but it helps me to set the tone. It helps me to be disciplined towards my daily habits that birth positive action towards reaching my goals for the day. What is your discipline? Practice of clarity helps you to gain clarity as a leader. How do you gain clarity? Number one, we have to practice clarity. Number two, how do we gain clarity? This is really critical. We have to develop a position of clarity. Developing a position of clarity through Samuel, as you see, each time that the Lord spoke to him, he was in a resting in a stillness type of position. In position of clarity, I'm defining that as having a focus posture, a posture of focus that allows you to have a clear mind. Having a posture of focus that gives you a clear mind. And when you're able to be in a posture that allows you to focus, allows you to have a clear mind, it helps you to gain clarity. It helps you to see things, helps you to hear things. I think one of the biggest silver lining during the pandemic is during the time of quarantine, everything was at a stillness. Everything was at, at a stillness. And I know some people didn't like that because either, you know, it impacted them, their business. And I, I definitely understand that. Right. But I think one of the uh, one of the blessings in disguise is that is that it helped us to get to a point of stillness, to hear what is going on inside of us, to understand where we are, and 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 to be honest, like as I said this before in other previous episodes, like especially as a as as a marriage as a married man i i know individuals that have separated during the pandemic have you know pretty much went separate ways and you know when you think about it you know maybe that was a good thing because maybe you finally had a moment to have a stillness to gain clarity and be like what are we doing what are we doing and for others i know for for my marriage it helped us to gain clarity in a focus of, okay, here's what we're looking to go. You know, here's what I need from you. Here's what you need from me. We're going to do this, you know, what method? Okay, let's, let's do this. So for me and for my marriage, it helped us to gain the clarity. Okay. What direction and to be confident and to continue to stay grounded in a direction that we was going, you know, um, it helped me to gain clarity around the business, helped me to gain clarity around just different things that I was doing. Right. And, and that was the, the, the thing that really stood out to me. Individuals that I've talked to throughout this pandemic is that, wow, it was such a blessing to have the stillness where we wasn't busy. We wasn't going after this, going after that, you know, kids uh, activities. And I know a lot of that is, is picking back up, but one thing 
that I have realized during this pandemic is that we have to continue to practice stillness. And that's for me, right? Let me, let me rephrase that. I have to continue to practice stillness to kind of hear what's being, what, what's going on inside of me, right? And, and I'm using it as to hear from, from God, but for you, it may be something else, right? To have to practice stillness, to really have a remove the distractions, really understand and set your intentions for today. Now, I'm not saying that practice stillness and rest is the only way to have a posture of focus, because I truly believe other ways that you can do that is trying something new. I, I, I never forget talking to people during the pandemic, like, wow, I tried this new thing. I, I, you know, I went camping for the first time or, you know, I worked in San Francisco and never did that. You know, you know, worked in San Francisco, meaning I got an Airbnb, traveled by myself and still was able to work from home because I was, you know, I was still able to do my job. But I was just working in San Francisco, trying new things. And I was able to gain so much clarity from that. Right. It takes you out of this redundancy, you know. Uh, this mundane of just kind of doing the same thing, trying some, something new, something else you can do to get a posture, right? To, to get a position of clarity, write things down, journal, you know, journal. Um, one of my good, my good buddies, he, he was a leader. Um, one of my, my leaders, and I never forget what he told me as far as having a moment reflection. He said, write down at the end of the day, write down, three things down that went well and then write three things down that didn't go so well to have a moment of, of reflection. And I'm telling you family that allowed me to have so much clarity on what I needed to continue either to strengthen or what I need to help to change for the next day. So again, write things down. The second thing is, and I'm getting just kind of running down a list. There's no particular list here. Just wrote a couple of things down. Fasting. You know, to have a position of clarity, to have a, a, a focus, to be in, in a posture of focus that allows you to have a clear mind fasting. And that's not always just, you know, uh, uh, sustaining from from food or meals, but like maybe fasting from from social media. You know, I not too long ago and I'm starting to incorporate this as a season change is to do a 21 day fast. You know, it kind of helps me. um transition to a new season and we was going from summer to fall and as i did that i fasted from social media fasted from um food uh, which i did but i wasn't eating any meat so i just was doing vegetables fruits um drinking water um no alcohol and that alone helped me to gain the clarity to gain the focus to being in this posture of focus to be in a focused posture that allows me to have a clear, clear mind. Okay. The third thing, as we think about this clarity, how do we gain clarity as a leader? I think one of the biggest things that we can do, and I'm calling this place of clarity, and that is the ability to go seek counsel to gain clarity, you know, in the story, Samuel was able to go to a place to seek counsel, to gain clarity. 
what did he do? He went to Eli every time that guy was calling him and he wasn't too sure what was going on. Let me go to my place of clarity. Let me go seek counsel. He went to talk to Eli. Eli, did you call me? Eli, did you call me? Eli, did you call me? Until Eli realized, hey, that's God speaking. Next time you hear God calling you, say, your servant is here and I'm listening. And that's what we have to do is seek counsel. When we're trying to get clarity around our marriage, clarity around a job, clarity around this business opportunity, we have to go seek counsel. Gang that practice the place of clarity. Reach out to individuals that have done it to help you gain clarity, to help you understand like, hey, yeah, you may not want to do it that way. And, and when we go out and seek counsel, family, let's make sure we go into individuals that are very unbiased, you know. And, and that for me at times, going, not always going to my wife, going to someone that is a trusted advisor that's going to give me transparency. Now, my wife, she's good at giving me trans transparency and everything, but I know if I'm dealing with something – Specifically, I may not always be able to go to her, okay? I may need to go to my, my fella and say, hey, what's what's up about this? You know what I'm saying? So it's different times we have to understand when or who we need to go seek and for what uh, and, and for what for. And, and why I'm saying it because that we can't always rely so much on, when we say trusted counsel, we can't rely so much on loved ones because sometimes they – I'm just going to tell you what you want to hear. And, and at times, especially when you need to gain clarity, I don't need to go to someone that's going to tell me what I want to hear. You know, oh, baby's going to be okay. Yeah, you should. Yeah, that, that sounds good. You know, <laughs> you know, that sounds good. No, I need somebody to tell me like, yeah, that sounds stupid. <laughs> you know, that, what are you doing? Like, no, that's really going to be, it's going to be very unbiased is what, what I'm essentially saying. Go to, a trusted counsel. So when you practice clarity and you want to gain clarity as a leader, you need to go to a place of clarity and going to a place of clarity is the ability to go seek counsel. And let me also rephrase, uh, also provide additional, let me expound that um, some more as we talked about, that's seeking unbiased counsel. But also when you think about, and people may, may say, well, that sounds more like a mentor, right? When you say place of clarity. Well, individuals I want to, uh, I want to be my mentor. I don't have access to them. That doesn't mean you can't read that, their, their book. That, that, that doesn't mean you can't go on their Instagram page, YouTube channel and understand you know, that they're thinking or understand their, their expertise in this particular subject matter. So don't, don't, don't allow that to limit your ability to go to a place of clarity. And just because you don't, you may not have access to a direct mentor of that caliber, right? You can read their books. You can go to their YouTube channel. Okay. So when you are practicing clarity and you're finding ways to gain a clarity 
and you are going to a place of clarity, remember to go to an unbiased counsel. And if you're looking for mentorship, don't limit yourself just on if I'm going to have direct access to them because you may not. It doesn't mean they still can't mentor you. Okay. So how do you gain clarity as a leader? Number one, practice clarity. Practice of clarity. Practice of clarity is being disciplined to your daily habits that birth positive action towards reaching your daily goals. Next, how do you gain clarity? Position of clarity. Having a posture of focus that allows you to have a clear mind. And then lastly, how do you gain clarity? Go to a place of clarity. And that is the ability to go seek counsel to gain additional clarity. Happy family. You listen to Happy Hill, the podcast school of leadership. Hope this has been enjoyable. Hope that you continue to be leader that God has called you to be. As always, love God, love self, love your neighbor.